This is Marcus de Costa, pastor of House of Israel UK, and this is our podcast. I want to thank you for joining us today. I also want you to know that the message you're about to hear will inspire, challenge, and provoke you unto the kingdom of God's citizenry. So listen carefully, take good notes, and I hope you'll be richly blessed by this message. Well, greetings, brothers and sisters in Messiah Yeshua and Shabbat Shalom. I hope you've been having a tremendously blessed week so far. I know that um, I have been patiently waiting. Well, if I was to say patient, that wouldn't be entirely true. I've been anxious. I've been eager. My whole month was planned, plans were made, and I was, I was ready to be observing Passover in two weeks. But that was my plan. That was my plan indeed. And the Most High, however, he had his own plans. And as such... There's been a lot of report reading. There's been a lot of video watching and observing of pictures. And we get another opportunity to prepare ourselves for the upcoming feasts. And having spent some time thinking of the missed opportunities and how eager I was to observe the feast. I'm really excited about about the fact that we have more time to prepare, more time to get ready for the feasts. And I believe this is going to be a tremendously blessed time. And I truly am looking forward to it. And so we're all here because it is the beginning of the 13th biblical month. Now, as I've mentioned, there's been a lot of report reading and picture watching and video observing. And we're going to touch on in today's message why we go through this process. Now, having gone through this process a number of times to me it's clear but I also understand that there are those who it may not be as clear um, for them as it may be for others and so I'm going to break down in in biblical detail um, why we do this why we go through this process in order that you know are and, and you're aware of what goes on behind the scenes. So again, welcome to our service here today. It is a Sabbath service, in addition to being a new moon service. So if there's ever an invitation for you to get your shofar, I think now would be that invitation. So grab your shofar. If you don't have one, 
clasp your hands together. Clasp your hands together. And um, if you can't clasp your hands together, maybe your, you know, your, your knuckles ain't working today. As we're blowing the trumpet and clapping, just make a joyful noise. His name. Bless his name. And we do this each and every every month, and we've been doing so for a number of years now. And part of the reason why we come together at the new moon is because of what we read in Psalm 81. can rely on this ministry to each and every month to let you know biblically what the time is but also to encourage you um, to adhere to what is written now this particular month being or prior to the evening was one where there was some anticipation because we needed to determine if we were going into a new year. Okay, so someone has said no volume when the slides are up. Just excuse me for a moment. Can you hear me now? Right, okay. Okay. So, as I was saying, when we get to this particular point in the year, so thank you for your thank you for your your your, your message there. There's always this anticipation and this excitement with regards to 
the feasts of Yehovah, people generally would like to know how much longer they're able to, to eat their bread or how much longer they're able to, to, to have to prepare the home and so on and so forth. And so it's necessary for people to be determining when the beginning of the new year is. So I'm going to spend a bit of time going through the scripture because to be honest, I thought we were heading into a new year. I thought we were heading into a new year. I had my own plans. I had my own ideas. But the Most High held it off. And so we have to understand why we do this and why we need to allow the Most High to hold us off. But also not to allow men and individuals and people to push us into things which are not in accordance to the will and purpose of the Most High. So we're going to begin today, if you can turn with me to Exodus. Turn with me to Exodus. If you can go to Exodus chapter 12. So Exodus chapter 12. And we're going to get into some word today and try and make it as simple as possible. And Jehovah spake unto Moses and Aaron in the land of Egypt, saying, This month shall be unto you the beginning of months. It shall be the first month of the year. Now, if you're familiar with scripture, if you're familiar with scripture, you will know that the, this particular month is the month regarding the Passover. That's what Exodus 12 is speaking to. So the month that the Passover takes place is the beginning of months unto you. And the word month here, Chodesh, 2320 in the Strong's Concordance is really talking about the new moon. And by implication, it means a month. So we have Chodesh, which means new moon, by implication, months. And then we can carry on into ver chapter 13, verse 4. It says, this day came ye out in the month Abib. Now, Abib is an interesting word. It's interesting because it is describing the condition of a crop. Meaning to be tender. Now, we need to, to appreciate that when it says tender, it means green, a young heir of grain. Much of the confusion that has gone throughout the last, well, pretty much as long as I can remember with regards to the Hebrew roots and the Messianic. 
when it comes down to the feasts, is this word. What does it mean? I dare say if the Most High is speaking to Moses and Moses is sharing this with the people, Moses would understand what the word means. Moses would understand. Aaron would understand. The children of Israel would understand. But we, who are a number of thousands of years removed, this is just a word. And what's actually taken place over the course of time is people have used this word but applied a different meaning to it, contrary to that which we see when we look at what it meant using the tools that we have. Over the years I've seen People declare it not to be the month of the Abib. When in actual fact, when you look at the physical evidence, the field that they are standing in, the barley that they are holding, the month of the Abib had long passed. Because instead of it being green, and tender and young is gold, is dried, is crispy. So this is the importance of spending a little bit of time to, to, to break down what's going on here so you don't become dependent on people who can ultimately lead you astray. Now I'm giving you the tools so you can do this for yourself while at the same time holding myself to account. Because if you know how it should be done, if there's ever a time where I'm not doing what should be done, you should be able to question what I'm doing or what any of the brethren are doing. It says here, the word means green, a young ear of grain, hence the name of the month, Abib or Nisan, ear, green ears of corn not maize and it shall be when Jehovah shall bring thee into the land of the Canaanites and the Hittites and the Amorites and the Hivites and the Jebusites which he swore unto thy fathers to give thee a land flowing with milk and honey that thou shalt keep this service in this month now I think it's essential That though we're supposed to keep the Passover, the Feast of Unleavened Bread, in this month, that we get a biblical definition of what it is. Now I came into this, this faith 
roughly around 10 years ago. And what I have seen is an evolution. I've seen people, people come, people go. And the evolution that I've seen is the evolving of words, semantic change. I've seen people ordain themselves and ordain others to be the gatekeepers as to when this feast is supposed to take place based upon their definition, their criteria, or even worse, the criteria of men. And yet I'm, I'm going to show you a biblical criteria and show you how that criteria is to be applied in the book. So that if you continue this journey with me and any of the brethren, you yourself will be able to determine and come in agreement or not whether it's the month of the Abib. So you yourself, when these people or these other people who don't believe in Messiah or even those who do believe in Messiah lean upon their own understanding, you will lean upon the understanding that's given to us in the book. Leviticus chapter 2. Verse 1. Leviticus 2 verse 1. And when any will offer a meat offering unto Jehovah. His offering shall be of fine flour. And he shall pour oil upon it. And put frankincense thereon. So to begin with. The context of the meat offering. Which we're about to read about. Is. Flour. Fine. This is what the meat offering is. I know that. Sometimes we can read words and presume that we know what those words mean. When I hear meat, typically I'm, 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 in my mind, I'm picturing chicken, lamb, beef, fish. I'm not hearing bread. Or I'm not hearing flour. So if we go back to Leviticus chapter 2. And turn now to verse 14. It says. Let me put it on the screen for you. And if thou offer a meat offering. Of thy first fruits unto Jehovah, thou shalt offer 
for the meat offering of thy first fruits, green ears of corn. So, the meat offering is the green ears of corn. And when we look at the green ears of corn, that is the meat offering, it's ultimately speaking of the Abib. Now we start the year at the time when Israel left the house of the bondage in Egypt. The month of, the, of their leaving is when the green ears of corn are in the condition the word describes. Tender, young. Now these green ears of corn, it's necessary to have them because they are needed for the meat offering with regards to first fruits, because that's what chapter four, um, verse 14 just describes. If thou offer a meat offering of thy first fruits unto Jehovah. So you can't offer a first fruits offering. That's a meat offering. If the meat that's that's to be offered isn't the abib the green ears of corn but what what is most significant about this verse is it tells you what you're supposed to do with it it says Green ears of corn, this is verse 14 again, dried by the fire, even corn beaten out of full ears. Why is that significant? The reason, brothers and sisters, that is significant is because the overwhelming majority of the inspectors for the last few years have been inspecting and calling a Aviv barley to be golden ears of corn that is dried on the stalk. And proclaiming that the month of the Aviv cannot start until the field is Abib and their definition is golden ears of corn as opposed to the Abib being green ears of corn that you dry by the fire 
which then, being dry, turn gold that you can then beat into fine flour. So I'll read it again. Green ears of corn, dried by the fire, even corn beaten out of full ears. So by definition, therefore, even though we wasn't there thousands of years ago to see what the corn was like, the, the barley was like in the land of Egypt, for them to know this is when you are to have the Passover for, the, for a, a everlasting memorial. When it looks like this. We, even though we weren't there to see it, we can use some deduction. The barley dasabib is the green ears of corn that if you harvest, dried it by the fire, beat out the ears, it would turn into flour. That's what the Abib is. It really is that simple. If I cut, if I harvest this, and dry it and grind it up and beat it up, will it make flour? Will it be suitable for a meat offering? And if so, that's a beep. The traditions of men with regards to this matter ultimately over the course of time has looked to the world to give them scales and the means by which barley can be qualified unto a worldly scale to determine a biblical thing. But the Most High reveals it to us here. And thou shalt put oil upon it and lay frankincense thereon. It is a meat offering and the priest shall burn the memorial of it. Part of the beaten corn thereof and part of the oil thereof with all the frankincense thereon. It is an offering made by fire unto Jehovah. Now, if you go to Exodus 9, verse 31, this is the first time you'll see it used in the Bible. And the flax and the barley were smitten, for the barley was in the air, abib, meaning tender, and the flax was bold, meaning the calyx of a flower. 
what one of the things this particular year I was looking for because for me I was so eager for it to be the beginning of the new year for me it felt like this was tight this was close for others it was never close for others it weren't close at all but I reserved myself to the very last day and one of the things that I was looking for to help me to determine whether there was a Vibali or not was if there was a flax that had flowered Because in Exodus 9, it tells us that the barley was smitten because it was a beeb. And so did the flax. Because ultimately, it had flowered. So now, in the month of the abib. You should be able to see flowering flax. So when I'm, I'm looking at these videos and looking at the pictures and reading the, 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 the judgment of the people, I'm looking for the Abib and the the commentary on the condition of that, while at the same time I'm understanding that there may be some interpretation of what's going on based upon their understanding, so I have to decipher and filter that stuff the right way. But I'm also looking for images and pictures of the flax. And if the flax isn't ready, then that helps me to know if there's some if there's some discussion as to whether it's too early for the barley and the flax ain't ready and in the bible i see that these two at least in exodus chapter 9 the abib and the flax were were ready together I have to come to the conclusion it's not the month of the Abib. Regardless of how, how much I wanted it to be, if I can't see the flax, if I can't see green ears with corn in it, because it's no good to have the ear and then when you beat it, out the corn, out of the air, there's nothing in the air for you to beat and turn into flour in the first place. If that be the case, how can you give the me offering? I hope I'm making sense to you. I know I'm making sense to myself. I know I'm making sense to myself. I, may, I hope I'm making sense to you. If I'm making sense or if I need to slow down. If I need to slow down. Can you put a one in the comment section. 
And if I'm making sense, can you put a, a two in the comment section? Just a two, if I'm making sense. Because I don't want to go too fast. Okay, good. Um, I'm glad. I can see some twos there, so that's good. Wonderful. So, what I'm describing to you is, is, is what I'm doing when I'm looking at people's reports. Because there are those who are going into a new year and there are those who are not. And there are those who are going into a new year who are trying to present the evidence. And there are those who are not who are trying to present the evidence. And I can't lean upon anyone's understanding. I have to lean upon the word. And when I lean upon the word, it gives me enough for me to be able to judge even though I'm not there. Now, if we turn to Leviticus chapter 23, verse 5, in the 14th day of the first month for even is Jehovah's Passover. And on the 15th day of the same month is the feast of unleavened bread unto Jehovah. Seven days you must eat unleavened bread. In the first day ye shall have an holy convocation. Ye shall do no serve our work therein. But ye shall offer an offering made by fire unto Jehovah seven days. In the seventh day is a holy convocation. Ye shall do no serve our work therein. And Jehovah spake unto Moses saying, Speak unto the children of Israel and say unto them, when ye be come into the land which I give unto you, and shall reap the harvest thereof, then ye shall bring a sheaf of the first fruit of your harvest unto the priest. So this is, again, if you remember Leviticus chapter 2, verse 14, speaks about the first fruits. So now for us to understand what we're to do with regards to this offering that, that took place all them years ago. With regards to the feast of Passover and unleavened bread surrounding in the midst of that time. We have to connect the first fruits offering in Leviticus chapter 23 with the first fruit offering in Leviticus chapter 2. And that will help us to determine when the first fruit offering is to be given. And that will also tell us when Passover and unleavened bread is to be kept. And he shall wave the sheaf before Jehovah. To be accepted for you on the morrow after the Sabbath, the priest shall wave it. 
and ye shall offer that day when ye wave the sheaf and he lamb without blemish of the first year for a burnt offering unto Jehovah and the meat offering thereof shall be two tenth deals of fine flour mingled with oil. So that's Leviticus chapter 2, verse 14, 15 and 16 right there. This is the, the scriptures which helped me and should help you to determine what time are we in. Because if you can't dry the abib, beat it out of, beat out the airs of corn, grind it into flour, then it's impossible to give the offering. So when I'm trying to ascertain what month we're in, I'm not looking at the colour. Alone. I'm looking at the ears and I'm considering, can you turn that once it's dried by the flour, by the fire, into fine flour once it's been beaten? And if it can't, at the new moon, that can't be the month of the Abib. Because 14 days from the beginning, there's supposed to be an offering, a meat offering that should be given. We'll carry on. An offering made by fire unto Jehovah for a sweet savour. And the drink offering thereof shall be of fine of wine, the fourth, the fourth part of an hin. And ye shall eat neither bread, nor parched corn, nor green ears. Now what's interesting to me is that the green ears in verse 14 is a different word than the green ears which we've read about. In Exodus 9, in Leviticus 2, different green ears. These, this green ears is Carmel. And because it's a different word, it has a different meaning. Carmel is a planted field. It's a garden, it's an orchard, it's a vineyard or park. By, impl by implication, garden produce. Full green ears of corn. A fruitful field, a place, plantation or plentiful field. In other words... Why this word is interesting to me is I, I you, you can understand if it's a first fruit offering. 
and you have to wait for the green ears of corn for you to declare the beginning of a new year. Once the beginning of the new year takes place, in, in a couple weeks there's to be this offering. And the offering is necessary or requires the green ears of corn to be dried by the fire, the fire to be beaten into fine flour. But because it's a first fruit offering, we get in verse 14 of Leviticus chapter 2, 23, that you can't eat bread because it's a first fruit. Jehovah gets it first. So you can't eat bread. The corn that comes out from the ears, you can't parch it and eat it. But what I found interesting is you can't eat the Carmel. Is anyone put a free in the comment section if you've 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 ever foraged. You've ever foraged. I know that um, having chickens, there are times where I would I would go outside out the back of the garden because these the, the those birds are always eating. Always. Even when their the bill is full and they're they're slow and heavy, dragging themselves across the ground, they are always eating. So I would just go in the back, find something for them to eat, for them to enjoy and have something new. The Carmel that's described in Leviticus 23 ultimately speaks of the produce from a field. A garden, like an orchard, a vineyard, that you can't eat from. So when I'm in my garden, if there are, we call it round here, um, I don't know what you may call it, where you're from, depending on where you're watching from, dead nettles. Things that just grow up, grow from the ground by itself. And you may have things that you've planted throughout the year that typically may not grow around the beginning of the year. Through winter to the beginning of the year. But that stuff that grows from the beginning of the year whether you've planted it or not. Carmel, planted field, garden, orchard, vineyard, park, by implication, garden produce, green ears of corn, 
fruitful field, plentiful field. You can't eat from. So when I'm making that determination with regards to the Abib, I'm also considering, is this generally the season where stuff is growing? Now you might find a few things here or there. But if you're finding a few things here or there and don't accompany, accompany those things with the barley first and foremost. For me secondary I'm looking at the condition of the barley while looking at I know you may be saying the condition of the barley is so and so and so and I can't touch it to make sure what you're speaking about fits the biblical qualification. But if there's no flax. If there's no barley, which I can clearly see you drying by the fire or turning into flour, if there's no flax. And if generally I can't see evidence of the Carmel, the other stuff that's springing into life, just growing. And for us, we may not be used to eating from a garden. We may not be used to understanding all of those things which are out there which we can eat because we've been removed from the land. But those who live a theocultural life, they will know that weed, the dandelion, is one of the healthiest things on the planet on planet Earth that you can eat, and there, and there's people spraying weed killer on the dandelion, and then they go back inside and eat the, the the thing which will kill them, and the dandelion which they call a weed is actually the thing that will give them life. So when it comes down to m making a determination, this is the, the, the process that I've been going through in my mind. Can I see this? Can I see that? Can I see this? And if not, though I wanted it to be, though I was in anticipation I have to say, Father's will be done. It's not his time. It's not the season. We have to do Passover next month. Unleavened bread next month. And ye shall eat neither bread, nor parched corn, nor green ears. Again, that's a different word. That's, that's not a beeb. That's not the word. That we're using to define the month and the condition of the barley. You can't eat it until the self same day 
that ye have brought an offering unto your God. It shall be a statute forever throughout your generations in all your dwellings. From this, brothers and sisters, we can see how much like there's anticipation today. There would have been as anticipation all them years ago. Can you imagine? You have this stuff growing around you. And you've come from a background where the stuff growing around you is food. Do you remember when Yeshua was was with his disciples and his disciples were in a field and they were eating, rubbing the, the ears together to eat the corn because they were hungry. That's where they came from. And the anticipation for us would be much like for them because for them those ears of corn represent loaves of bread. It represents a tasty snack. The parched corn. You got this stuff growing all around you, the vines. The, fr the, the fruit, the vegetables that you can't touch. The plants until the offering. And so that was the process by which I went through. And I'm hoping from the scriptures that I've shown you today. You, you have a better insight into what determines a biblical new year and from the scriptures you you should be able to see the reports the pictures the evidence didn't demonstrate that sufficiently regardless of the 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 eagerness of people to go forward for me that was my determination my interpretation and I based that on what was written in those scriptures I hope that has um, that has brought some clarification because this the confusion that comes each and every year it's not going to stop it's it's going to continue more and more new people are going to come in and you may have to explain yourself to these new people you hopefully will bring in why you do the things that you do and potentially not follow the person over over such and such a place so it's always good to have an understanding as to why you do such a thing or why you, um, these people do what they're doing.
So I hope, um, I hope that's helped you today. God of Abraham, Isaac and Israel. I'm grateful for this time that you have given me and given your people. I'm thankful that we are alive another day and have entered into a time, an extended period of time of anticipation, of expectation. And I pray, Father, in Yeshua's name, that whatever your plan is for us for the next month and for this upcoming season of feasts will be life-changing. Father, there is much going on in the world that seeks to pull our attention, to confuse and distract and dissuade us, your people. But on this Sabbath day, on this new moon and the days that follow, I pray you help us to remember that you are the, the Elohim, the God of Abraham, Isaac and Israel. Who is able to deliver your people from the household of bondage. Who placed Pharaoh underfoot at the bottom of the sea. Who the nations were fearful of and afraid of. Who you said, touch not mine anointed and do my prophets no harm. So in Ukraine where your people are, I pray that your, your protection will be upon them. That the enemy won't touch your people nor do your people any harm. That your angel will be with them as it was with Elisha. When his adversaries tried to take him. I pray for those in Europe also. Those all around the world who may be experiencing Challenging times, the news blaring out how difficult the times ahead are going to be. I pray, Father, that as we set our hearts towards you, to observing your Sabbath, your new moons, your feasts, that you will set your heart towards us. You know what we have need of. You know we need food. You know we need warmth. You know we need clothing. You know we need a roof over our heads. You know we need someone who will fight for us. Someone who will protect us. Someone who will be a judge on our behalf. And we commit that role into your hands. We give you thanks in Yeshua's name.
Amen. his name well it's good to see you it's good to see you I'm just looking at the comments here it's good to see you all one thing I I am so blessed with regards to or there's many many things that I'm blessed by but with regards to us entering into a 13th month is that I'm gonna be observing the Passover with my brethren. Now I know that some of my brethren are um, online right now. But it looks like I'm going to be observing the Passover with my brethren in the southwest of England. I'm not sure if they um, they realize what that meant, what, what, what the 13-month meant. But that's what it means. So I'm certainly looking forward to... Um, celebrating the Passover, uh, the Feast of Unleavened Bread with my brethren um, while I'm on this missionary journey. And as the missionary journey continues, I'm looking forward to observing um, the Feast of Weeks, the Feast of Harvest, Tabernacles, Trumpets, Atonements, the Eighth Day, wherever I may be in this nation and beyond so i'm certainly looking forward to that and i hope brothers and sisters that you will join me while while observing those so i can see that there are um some comments so i'm just going to go through those comments at this time and if there's any questions with regards to um, the things that I said or the scriptures that I read today, then please do put them in the, uh, the comment section. I do apologize for the, the lack of audio when I change slides. Um, I do test all this stuff as we begin. Um, and while the countdown was going on my my picture froze so that's why some of you may have been on the countdown and then the countdown ceased and i had to start it again to get the picture back up but then i think that messed around with my sound um so i so i tried my best to make an adjustment as quick as i possibly can possibly could a comment from densely melanated saying this makes sense as Genesis 1:29 says every herb yielding seed and every tree yielding fruit yield seed shall be our meat hence meat offering being corn amen that's a good connection that you've made there a good connection but it's a um, it's just been important for me 
over the over the course of time to get the kind of clarity with regards to what the scriptural requirements has been because otherwise if we're not clear on a thing then we allow ourselves to fall under the same burden Yeshua came to free us from and that's the burden that men place upon us rather than the liberty and freedom that comes with Messiah and I'm reminded when it speaks on in the scripture that we are to not allow any man to judge us with regards to a Sabbath, a feast, a new moon, food or drink, except the body of Messiah. And I believe that as we continue to be the body of Messiah, that the bride of Messiah is continually being refined. And the truth is being revealed. And, we're re and the truth that is being revealed we can find in the word. And so I'm, I'm glad to, to be free from a number of those shackles with regards to the religion of men. To be at this place where we are now where we can just clearly see what does Jehovah require of us. Just going through your your comments. Um, a, a question saying, so we can't eat vegetables. You can eat vegetables. You're allowed to eat vegetables. We have to remember that when the children of Israel were given the requirement with regards to not eating bread or parched corn, the requirement that they were given was regards to stuff that had just recently grown from their field. It doesn't necessarily mean you can't eat bread. Because you can, you can have flour from the year before that you can eat. So with regards to vegetables, this is specific, specifically speaking about flour, parched corn, and the caramel that has recently grown. And the Carmel that has recently grown will grow during that month of Aviv. Or prior. And that which has recently grown, you can't eat. Until an offering is, has been given. But seeing that it's vegetables. Or produce from the field or from the orchard or the vineyard or from wherever it may be it will still be on the the vine once the offering is given and so 
there are a myriad of things that you can eat if you're in, I'm speaking in terms of being an Israelite 2,000 years ago you can eat stock from the previous year and if you can't eat stock from the previous year with regards to flour then you just wait until you give the offering but this isn't speaking with regards to animal produce at all so you can eat animal produce it's not speaking with regards to anything which you may have stored from the previous um, harvests if you're storing those it's just particular to that's that kind of cycle that's been referenced with the uh, the first fruit offering. Makes complete biblical sense. Yah is God. May he clear confusion from amongst his people. Glory to the king. Yeah, I'm looking forward um, to spending the feasts in the southwest. Um, I know I'm, I've, I'm planning to be in Somerset and Southampton um, based upon Father's ordination um, where Passover and unleavened bread and the logistics of it all I'm not 100% certain of yet. But I am really, really looking forward to um, spending it with brethren while I'm on that missionary journey. And I would encourage others, as I've been doing so um, for a while, if you want to observe the feasts, have fellowship, um, be baptised in Yeshua's name. If you're in the UK, if you're in Ireland then please do get in touch because it just there's so many people who are who have approached me over in times past about how they they feel lonely they feel ostracized and now um, you have an opportunity to to be a host or to help us find a place where ministry can be hosted and all of the other wonderful things we've been speaking about don't presume you'll get another opportunity. Grab this opportunity with both hands. And I am sure the glory of the Most High is going to be revealed in a number of different ways. Glory to the King. Amen. Thank you, Pastor Marcus. We are blessed to have you. Y'all continue to protect and defend you and your family. We appreciate your service always.
Glory to the King. Yes, please do continue to pray for me, my family, the ministry. I'm looking forward to what Father has in store um, over the next year, if it be his will and beyond. I really am looking forward. Okay, well, it looks like we are at the um, the conclusion of our uh, Sabbath service and new moon services this evening. By Jehovah's grace, I'll be joining you tomorrow for a continuation on the explore, exploration of the Gospels. I'm hoping to see you then. Um, please do, if this has been a blessing to you, and if our ministry has been a blessing to you, then please do um, uh, be a blessing to us, to, to me, by supporting this ministry with your tithes and with your offerings. Without further delay, I'm hoping to see you tomorrow for our weekly Sabbath service. Shalom. Thank you for fellowshipping with us today. I hope the word was a tremendous blessing unto you. If it was, then visit our website at hoiuk.com. Subscribe to our newsletter to stay connected. Follow our podcast on SoundCloud and on iTunes. And why not fellowship with us live in real time each Saturday at 1pm on Facebook, YouTube, Periscope and DLive. I hope to see you again soon. Shalom.